Yo, back again, Pavage Daily Takes. Um, you know, I know I usually don't do them on Friday, but I missed yesterday. Uh, I Honestly, uh, I was trying to get my tire fixed on my car. Sparks game, got back from the Sparks game late. It was like midnight. I wasn't doing a podcast at midnight. I'm sorry. But as always, I give you guys four weeks, so... Um, here we go. Uh, today, I actually woke up to see Kamala Anthony was on first take. Um, I haven't yet seen the full interview, but I basically saw the important clips um, that came across uh, the first takes uh, Twitter page. Uh, so I want to talk about it a little bit. And again, I've been saying all summer, I think the Lakers could sign Melo. I think the Lakers could use Melo. Um, I think that's the best situation for Carmelo. Um, I think that if he went to the Lakers, he would be in a situation to where off the bench. He could still do some of the same things he's always done uh, well um, for 10 to 15 minutes a game. Sorry about that, guys. For, you know, 10 to 15 minutes a game um, and still be effective in that role. Um, I think at least since Melo left New York, now obviously he maybe hasn't done himself too many favors, but also I don't think he's been in the best situations, um, whether he's been placed in the best situations to be successful. Um, obviously, I think the Thunder situation was – I mean, you know, if he really did, didn't want to come off the bench, I mean, that's a, you know, that, that, that. But even, you know, at, like, at the time, you get Melo, you bring in Melo in. Melo's contract doesn't even say that he should be on the bench. Like, I also think we have to remember that when it comes to the NBA. Like, there's a lot of politics, you know. Like, you can't pay somebody $30 million and have them sitting on the bench. That don't, like, even you saw in Boston, like, Gordon Hayward started out starting because his contract says that he should start even though he shouldn't have started at all. Like, Jalen Brown and Tatum should have been starting the entire time, but you're paying that man $28 million. He has to start. And even if he's not starting, he has to play. Like, there were times in the playoffs when Gordon Hayward should have just been benched, completely benched. But he getting $30 million, so that man got to go on that basketball court and do something. He got You, you, you got to at least give him the chance to uh, play close to his value in that contract because if you don't, you can't even trade him. So, I mean, I don't think that Melo's name and contract even warranted him being on the bench at that point in time. And then you see the Rockets situation. Like, he was, it was kind of like a 10-day thing um, as far as, like, the Rockets uh, had it set up. But he was under the impression that he was there the whole season. Um, and, I mean, it's really hard to find your rhythm uh, in 10 games, you know. Um, and I think that at least last year at that point in time with the Rockets, there were more things wrong than just mellow. Um, I think they had like injuries were you know part of, part of the problem. Uh, I forgot who was. I think uh, Eric Gordon might might have been hurt a couple games. Obviously Chris Paul had his injuries. Uh, he might have been out a couple games. So I think there were more things wrong with it than just you know Carmelo Anthony. Um, and I think that Melo was kind of treated unfairly in that situation. Um, as far as going back to the Bulls thing in which he spoke on, which everybody you know said that. Uh, when he took that deal, he didn't really care about winning. I lived in Chicago at that point in time, and I was always under the impression that you got to think back where the Bulls were at that point in time. Like, yes, they were a contender, but they still had a lot of question marks. Number one question mark being D. Rose's health. Uh, at that point in time, I think D. Rose was coming off surgery, if I'm not mistaken. Um, also, I, 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 I'm not – my memory might be, you know, stopping me a little bit, but I don't know if D. Rose was actively recruiting him. Um, you know, there's always a thing with D-Rose saying he doesn't recruit. You know, that's kind of what happened with Braun. Uh, allegedly, that's a little bit what happened with Braun. Um, but there were definitely question marks um, with 
uh, the Bulls. Also, the way the city was painted at the time, you know, maybe Lala didn't want to live in Chicago, um, which is his wife. That could definitely, you know, have an effect. I mean, look, there's a difference between New York and Chicago as far as opportunities that will arise for you um, in both of those cities. Again, I'm from Chicago, but there's a huge difference. But people, again, people move away from Chicago because especially at that time. Now, maybe now you could say with how much the city is coming up, you know, I've been back recently. It looks different. Uh, it, it's 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 much more progressive as far as like certain certain areas. Um, maybe not mentally, but it at least just looks more progressive as far as like from a um, visual standpoint. Um, so people leave Chicago because they want more opportunities. So I mean, you know, maybe you know Lala was still trying to do her acting. Well, she's doing her acting thing, so she was still trying to get into it at that point. I don't even think Power was out as a show yet. Um, and again, there's way more opportunities in New York. And again, also there was just mad question marks with the Bulls and the Knicks could offer thirty more million dollars. Like, I mean, look, I know money isn't everything, but it's very hard to turn down thirty more million extra dollars. Especially, I mean, look, you see the situation Melo's in right now, in which Melo can't get a job. Um, that thirty extra million dollars that he got last year, I'm, I'm, I'm sure served him pretty well. Um, you know, I mean, you Melo might not ever see NBA money again. Um, but I just think it's real disrespectful the way, you know, the media and just everybody is painting Melo out. Like, I mean, obviously Melo has never been the best defender. Obviously at this age, you know, he can't, you know, play, uh, uh, great defense. Um, but also again, even with the Thunder situation, what we have to remember is Andre Robeson was out. Um, you know, when Robeson was there, he was arguably the defensive player of the year. So, I mean, you can have Melo on the court and kind of hide him on the court if you got two other elite defenders in Paul George and Andre Robeson who can pretty much play the one through the four. You, know, you, you can kind of hide Melo on, like, you know, the uh, the least offensive-capable matchup. But when Robeson is out, you can't do that. Um, so I still think Melo can be effective, man. Like, obviously it's not, you know, 2011. Melo not going to be out there giving you 25 points a night, but – I still think that, again, if Melo could get it up to a team like the Lakers, um, I mean, hell, even a return to Denver. Um, but I would really really like to see it with the Lakers, man. I just think that if anybody could get the best out of Melo, it's LeBron. You know, somebody who's his friend. Um, he's been a competitor against him for many, many years. He knows his game. Again, I think if anybody could get the best out of him, it's LeBron. And I think that being in that situation, being around other great defenders, it would – make Melo's defensive liabilities shine less bright. Um, again, like, I mean, you could run lineups where, you know, you put LeBron at the point, you put KCP out there, uh, you put uh, uh, Danny Green out there, you put Melo out there, and you put AD out there, right? So you got pretty much four capable defenders. I don't care what you guys say, LeBron is still a capable defender. Like, nobody still really gives LeBron drugs. It's not like nobody goes out there and just hangs 30 on LeBron's head. Unless you like somebody like Harden, you know what I'm saying? You can't Harden, Kevin Durant, guy that's going to hang 30 on anybody, guys that average 30 in the league. So if you hold him to 30, technically you kind of did your job, actually. Um, but nobody still goes out there and gives LeBron drugs. So you'd be surrounded by four players um, who can at least make you look, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, uh, capable and comparable on um, defense. Um, so... I think that the that the Lakers would be a great situation for him, um, and again, I, I I just me growing up a fan of basketball, um, I've known who Melo was since I was ten years old, 
You know, I remember when Melo won a national championship game. I don't I don't know where this thing that Melo isn't a winner kind of got cast upon him. I mean, he was a winner in college. He's when he has a good team, he gives you results. Um, I think the best team he had was the Denver team in uh, what was it oh nine. What's the conference finals appearance? They just lost to the Lakers. He lost to Kobe. Kobe and the Lakers. Like, there's no real, real shame in that. Um, I think people forget how good those late 2000s Lakers teams were. Um, and then you fast forward to New York. They had a slight run for a year, but if you look at the people they surrounded Melo with, like, they were all Asian. You really didn't have any young talent surrounding Melo. You know, you gave him Jason Kidd, who was, like, 36. You gave him Tyson Chandler who was like 30 at the time. And you had JR there, but outside of that, like the key guys were all pretty much older players. Shump towards ACL. I don't know if people remember that, but Shump towards ACL in the playoffs. Um, and never really was the same in New York when he returned. Um, and then after that, the Indiana team came. And I think when when uh, when uh, Roy Hibbert blocked Melo's dunk, that was like the beginning of the end. I think that was like game six, and it was a close game. Melo went to the lane. Roy Hibbert blocked his dunk, and, like, nothing was the same um, after that moment. But, you know, I don't think you can blame everything on Melo. Um, I don't always think he's, you know, served himself the best. I think that even last summer when he was training, if you know you're going to go, you know, play with the Rockets, you should probably practice your catch-and-shoot threes. Uh, One thing I did like this year that, you know, every time I see Melo training, he's working on the shots that he should be working on. He's working on catching and shooting threes. He's working on those shots. But, again, man, there's too many guys in the league that have jobs. And I don't want to call anybody out, but there's too many guys in the league that have jobs that aren't better than Carmelo Anthony. Melo should get a run, man. Melo should get a run with somebody. Melo can still help a basketball team if it's in the right situation and off the bench. If you put Melo and put him against bench players, he's probably easily the best scorer on the floor in most games. Off the bench. Unless you're playing like the Clippers, you got Lou Will out there. If Eric Gordon's on the Rockets, then maybe not. You know what against Eric Gordon, um, who else would maybe be off the bench, be a better uh, scoring option? Um, trying to think of people. I'm drawing a blank right now. Uh, I don't have any, like, thing right in front of me. Um, man, off the bench scoring options. Trying to, like, scroll through the West in my mind. Maybe Schroeder. Maybe, depending on matchup. Um, Rodney Hood might start now, so I don't even want to say Rodney Hood because Rodney Hood might be a starter now for Portland. Um, maybe Michael Porter Jr., maybe, if he's healthy. But, again, like I said, if you put Melo off the bench and, and, you know, you give him 10, 15, 20 minutes a game, He's probably the best scorer on the court off the bench on both teams. So, again, I still think Melo can help a team in the right situation. And I want to see Melo get a run, man. Melo deserves to go out how Melo wants to go out. And I still think that Melo has one more moment left. Um, I think that Melo has, like, more basketball to give us. Um, and I think that if Melo can get in the right situation, you'll maybe see, like, what you saw with um, D. Rose in that uh, Rocket series when he was kind of like the best player on the court for the T-Wolves. Not saying that, you know, he'll be the best player on the court for the Lakers, but I think that if you take Melo, you put him in the playoffs, he's a guy that, I mean, look, he's known for isolation buckets. In the playoffs, sometimes you need that. And I still think Melo can go out there and get you 10, 15 points um, if you give him 10 to 20 minutes off the bench. Um, So 
I want to see Melo get a run. Hopefully he can. Hopefully this interview um, did him some justice. I think it did because the one thing you haven't heard is Melo talk. You've heard everybody else talk for Melo, but you haven't heard Melo talk. So I'm happy that Melo did, did this interview and gave us kind of some insight on uh, what he's been thinking. Um, and, yeah, happy that he takes.